Sports have always been such an important part of American culture. Families and friends get together to watch the game or just to see someone's kid hit a home run. Whether it's baseball, soccer, football, or basketball, maybe softball. Almost everyone loves it. Half the time, something Americans love even more than watching these sports is playing them. It could be just shooting some hoots at the park or maybe even in your driveway, all the way up to national level sports. Sports are overall just a big part of making Americans, well, Americans. But to fully immerse yourself in what I'm going to talk to you about today, I'm going to have you imagine something. Imagine you're in high school on the varsity girls basketball team. Not to avenge your teammates or anything, but you're probably on the better side of the team. Basketball has always come very easy to you, and you could probably make three-pointers without looking or half-court shot backwards with your left arm. To sum it up, you're really good, and I'd say everyone knows it. You have a game this Friday, And your coaches said college scouts are coming to the game tonight. You've two days to practice your guts out. And you do. Shot after shot, rebound after rebound. And you're proud of of yourself. And to be honest, so am I. Finally, the big night has arrived. And it's game day. Your teammates are warming up while guests arrive. You notice a college scout in the audience. This is it. The chance you have has finally arrived. This opportunity could make or break you. Could it, though? Could it really? Because, you know, there are 10 college scouts right now watching the boys game. As I'm speaking to you, and most of them really only came to see the boys. I know you still have one watching. Oh, and look, one more just came. That makes two colleges scouts compared to the boys. Now have 11. Maybe we're just being whiny because after all, we still have two scouts, right? They wanted to watch us, but even though you are grateful for those two scouts, it's not fair. It's like a two versus 11 game of soccer. Okay, don't worry. You can stop imagining now. This isn't going to happen anytime soon. Well, now at least. This is because this scenario I was having you imagine was about the 1970s, right before Title IX came out. What's Title IX, you may ask? It's an amendment passed about equal rights and discriminations in sports based on sex bias related to women's sports, but it also covers discrimination against African-American people and people coming from a certain religion and add-ons of it after it came out in 1972. The direct words of the document are, No person in the United States shall, on the bias of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied of benefits of, or be subject 
to discrimination under any educational program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. This was passed in 1972. Which makes sense why the scenario I made you imagine gay was from 1970, only two years before. Now, let's rewrite the story from 2019, pre-pandemic, of course. The ratio of the scouts would probably end up being around 6 to 8. The boys still having the advantage of 2 more. But it's much better, and look how far it's gotten. I take that as a win. To get this whole thing passed, women and men both worked very hard and peacefully protested. Keyword, peacefully. And stood up not only at their schools, but also at big government sites. And you know what? I think it works. (laughs) While researching this topic, I quickly noticed that once Title IX was produced, it was not only the sports and the women that were able to be benefited. This is because women could not afford college at that time. And based on different situations they're in, or maybe just the fact that college is pretty expensive. These people had to rely on getting an academic scholarship. Which, spoiler alert, only worked for a limited select few, because those are kind of hard to come by, in my opinion at least. But, as I once said, Title IX helped women realize they were able to get sports scholarships. Which, if you did not know, that means it pays for college if you play on their sports team. So, women that couldn't pay got a full ride. And they could choose any course they desired. This gave them a full opportunity to become doctors, teachers, pediatricians, anything really. After 1972, the percentage of women with a bachelor's degree from the ages of 25 to 34 increased by 38%, rising over males with a steady lead. That information came from the National Women's Sports Foundation. Justice.gov also said that, quote, because education is linked to other benefits, such as participation in the labor force, increased earnings, better health, and better health care, quote. Another benefit is obviously the quality and just plain schools, like primary schools, elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, junior high schools, Just on and on and on and on. But still, with so much work and all the good that came out of this, nothing is perfect. Timeline certainly covers a lot, in my opinion. But people begin to ask, is it enough? And people against Timeline were able to start finding loopholes. This started the add-ons that I was talking about earlier coming off from Title IX. Some of these loopholes basically were, oh, the government doesn't pay us, so why should we listen to their rules? Oh, it's not related to sports, it's just physical activity. So, women 
still protest, and men, still protest to this day. Continuing to fight for equal rights in athletics. But overall, I think we've come such a long way. Title IX's words illustrate the landmark ruling under the Education Amendments Act of 1972, which was signed by President Richard Nixon, who was at the time the president. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Overall, I think we've come a long way. No matter how many protests there still are, we're always working to make this better. The words of Title IX are able to illustrate a landmark ruling under the Education Amendments Act of 1972. This was signed by President Richard Nixon, and this law calls for gender equity in schools and all activities, causing a major increase in participation of girls in sports. All educational institutes, as I said before, elementary, middle school, high school, and college and universities that receive federal, federal fundings are required to give equal opportunities to girls in sports. Title IX applies to athletic programs in these three parts. One, affected, effective accommodation of students' interests and abilities, basically participation. Two, athletic financial assistance basically scholarships. And lastly, three, other program components, which is known as, quote unquote, the laundry list of benefits and treatments of athletes. Nine years ago, in 2012, it marked the 40th anniversary of Title IX and tremendous change has come from it. Society is becoming more acceptance of accepting of women's positions in sports, as the number of girls participating has increased from before Title IX. In 1971, approximately 300,000 girls, which was compared to 3.5 million boys, participated in intergalactic sports programs. By 1999, an estimated of 2.5 million girls, which is compared to 4 million boys, participated in youth and high school sports. In 2011, more than 3 million girls now play on high school teams and some 9,000 women college teams compete at the varsity level. I believe Title IX has done so much for women in athletics and I believe that women have started to become much more equalized in athletics. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, and I hope this encourages you to look more into Title IX and the events that happened afterwards. Thank you, and to answer my question of are women equalized in athletics, I think this question is still an open book because... Women in athletics have become significantly more equal, but 
there's always room to grow. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.